0: It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1162, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another Friday show where I answer your questions. On all the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook with permission from the authors. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you Google the word nutrition, you're gonna end up with over three trillion results in under one second. Unfortunately, much of the information that pops up are myths. They are things that are simply not backed by research. And with so much misinformation out there, I like this show to be a place where you can learn about the truth. So if you ever encountered something and were thinking, is that really true? Definitely send me a question and I'll answer it for you. And whenever I can, I will be sure to back up what I say with research. I'll let you know how you can send in your own question at the end of the show, but for now, Let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came to me via email. Sabrina M writes, Hello Dr. Neil, I've been meaning to thank you for some time now. You're now officially part of my morning routine. Your content provides inspiration and helps me start the day on the right foot. On to my question. I'm a 47 year old woman with a tendency to gain weight in my upper body. I'm about five feet, three inches tall, and weigh 128 pounds. I've been working with a food coach and functional medicine doctor and quickly learned that keto-type diets just don't work for me. Great lesson that we all need a custom diet that makes sense for us. So I'm almost at my ideal weight, but I tend to carry weight up top, especially my midsection. And I wonder if I should upgrade my exercise routine so that I focus more on building my lower body with weights and perhaps increase my cardio, which I do too little of, so that I can maybe lose belly fat? How much control do I have on changing my body composition? I'm so grateful for your help. Hi, Sabrina, thank you so much for your kind words, thank you for being a regular listener, and thank you for sending in your question. I appreciate you. Now, when it comes to where on the body we hold on to fat, we have very little control over this aspect, unfortunately. We can change some of our genetics, like, how quickly we burn fat for energy. But for some reason, we can't seem to change this part of our genetic makeup, the part that determines where on the body we hold on to fat stores. So, if your parents were more likely to hold fat around the belly, then that's probably where your body will want to hold on to it. If your parents were more likely to hold on to fat around their hips, then that's where your body will probably prefer to hang on to it. I'll explain. Let's assume that a person's genetics says, that they will hold on to more fat around the belly button because that's where their parents' bodies tended to hold on to their fat. As the person lives their life, they may never end up holding on to fat around their abdomen. What's going on? Didn't I just say that that's more likely to happen? Well, if the person follows a balanced lifestyle and burns the right amount of calories each day, their body has no need to collect extra fat around the midsection. But if the person consumes too many calories, and this continues for years, well now the body's gonna try and convert those extra calories to fat. And given the person's genetics, that fat isn't going to the hips, the arms, or the chest. It's going to the area around the belly button. Now the same goes for losing body fat. Let's say this same hypothetical person is losing weight. Since their body likes to hold on to fat around the belly button, Does that mean their body would like to get rid of the fat around the belly button too? No, quite the opposite. Since the body prefers to hold on to fat around the midsection, it will also prefer to hang on to this fat for as long as possible. Isn't that great news? Listen, I'm one of these individuals. A while ago, between October 31st and January 1st, I gained 8 pounds. Simply put, I put on some holiday weight. Guess where all of that weight went? Right to my belly. When I tried to lose that weight, that was the last part of my body that seemed to want to give up its stores. I feel like I'm still trying to get rid of that last little bit. Anywho, going back to your question, Sabrina, to help shape the body, I would think about mixing up your fitness routine. As you mentioned, incorporating some cardiovascular activity is a great idea. You could also think about trying a program where both cardio and resistance training are combined, like Boot camp style workouts, or CrossFit, studies are finding that these forms of high-intensity interval training may help reduce body fat. But in order for them to work, they have to be performed consistently for some time. Think months and years, as opposed to days and weeks. And like I always say, if you want any hope of sticking to something, you're probably going to have to enjoy it on some level. Otherwise, you're gonna stop. So if you find you don't like boot camp style workouts or CrossFit, try other high-intensity training methods. Now, Sabrina, even though I don't know all of the specifics of your current fitness level, I'm going to still propose a sample weekly workout routine. I would encourage you to discuss this with your doctor, to be sure it would suit you and your goals, and to see if any adjustments need to be made. Now that that disclaimer's out of the way, here it goes. Monday. Do 45 to 60 minutes of mild to moderate intensity cardio. Think brisk walking, jogging, bicycling, swimming, rowing, whatever you prefer, all performed at a mild to moderate intensity. Now, an easy way to know whether you're performing exercises at a mild to moderate intensity is you should be able to talk when performing the workout, meaning the workout shouldn't be so difficult that you can't talk because you're breathing so hard. If you can talk, it means you're within that mild to moderate intensity, which is perfect. Tuesday, full body resistance workout. Consider spending some extra time on legs, so think squats, deadlifts, and lunges especially. Wednesday, 60 minutes of light cardio, like a long walk. Thursday, full body, high intensity training workout. Maybe this is the day you decide to do a CrossFit or boot camp style workout. Friday, 60 minutes of light cardio. Saturday, resistance training, but you could also think about doing yoga or Pilates as a form of resistance training, and those will both incorporate some flexibility training as well. And finally, Sunday, rest. Now, this routine is fine for a while, but you're gonna wanna change it up after four to six weeks. Mix up the days, change the length of time you spend performing these workouts, Change the types of exercises you perform for different muscle groups, etc. Variety is important. If you usually walk for 45 minutes, try jogging for just 15 minutes. If you've been focusing on legs during your resistance training sessions, give them a rest and work the upper body. You get the idea. I hope this helps and I wish you continued success. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Sabrina. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book on the first of the month, which is in just two days if you can believe it. So if you want to be in that raffle, send in a question today. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is is 61. I love OHD. And just like Sabrina did, you can email your question. Just send it to health at oldpodcast.com. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening every day and all the way through. And I'll see you back here tomorrow on our Halloween show and where your optimal life awaits.